If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. Reciprocity of Friendship for Twice Exceptional Adults. Hi, friends. It's Diane here, and today we're talking about friendship, relationships that we would call friends or connections to us that are more meaningful than a mere acquaintance. And in my mind, there are five big categories or buckets, if you will, of the types of people you want to have in your life as friends. Now, also, what goes with that is that you step up into your friendships, offering some of these similar things to the people in your life that you call friends. That's the reciprocity. All too often in the twice exceptional world with most of my clients, and I've experienced it myself, where friendships can become and be be seen as kind of like a one-sided thing where one person does all the calling or all the initiating and and the other person doesn't. Or one person's always called when they're needed, and the other person, when they need something, doesn't call the other person. So there's all different kinds of ebbs and flows, and things can get cattywampus when you're gifted. So a twice exceptional person is somebody who maybe has more sensitivity, more intuition, or has different needs than somebody who is not twice exceptional. So I think it's important that we pay attention to the people we call friends in our lives and to see what role we are playing and giving into that friendship and being an active member of it. And do we have people in our lives that also feed us in the same way? Uh, Several friends of mine over the years have said, wow, you have really good friends. I said, well, I have a few of them, but I do have good friends. and." what it has taken over the years is investment, investment of time and talent, investment in ways emotionally and spiritually, and investment in unseen ways, like meditating and holding in prayer people that are important to you, even when they don't know it. So there's so many different ways we can look at this. But I want to look at these five big categories and and have you kind of reflect as you're listening to me. Are you this type of friend for others or and do you have these types of people in your life so look at it both ways knowing that we don't have to be everything to all people and so how does that flow work for you that's the question so the first type of friend that i'm thinking about is somebody who's a comforter they're the people who would step in when you're having a hard time um they help you work through maybe grief or pain or something so that you don't go back to the same thing that had hurt you. And they're there when you need a shoulder to cry on, so to speak. 
And we all need somebody who can comfort us. And sometimes people are are very familiar with, and it's and it's a role they like to play. They're comfortable being the comforter, if you will. Some people shy away from that a little bit. It maybe makes them a little uneasy, and they take a different role. So identify the people in your life who comfort you when you're having a hard time, or you're hurting, or grieving, and then ask yourself, Am I willing to be a comforter to others? And what would that look like with healthy boundaries, right? I think that it's very vital that we do that. And so the second kind of friend that has this reciprocity that I see is the confronter. And and a friend of mine one time said, oh, that confronting thing, it's always about yelling and screaming. And I said, I don't see it that way. A confronter is somebody who will say, hey, what are you doing? If you're doing something that's against what you say you believe in, or maybe you're stepping out of your integrity and don't realize it, or maybe you have a blind spot in your life and you need somebody in your life that will confront that to help you grow and change. So not everything in all of our relationships is all woo-woo or um, only focused on what we know. Because sometimes the most powerful friendships are the people who help point out the things in a loving, kind way that we don't know. So people who know me know that if I see something that's a little off, I'll go, what is that? Or what are you doing? And asking questions out of curiosity, but also to help confront something that doesn't align up or just feels funny. And then that person has the opportunity to look at it. And I appreciate that with people in my life that'll say, well, what about this? Or what about that? So that I have a chance to see if there's an unconscious belief or something influencing me that maybe I don't want to have influencing me and I'm unaware of it. We all need somebody who can help us see the blind spots. That's the confronter. You know, because I laugh because I ask people all the time, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And some people want to be right all the time, but we're not right all the time. It's not possible to be right all the time. So I think it's important that we really take a minute and ask ourselves, who do we have in our life that we trust enough and that we're safe enough with that if they confront something that we're doing or maybe something we're not doing that we ought to be doing, that we will hear them and listen to them and it will be experienced as somebody who has our best interest at heart, even if it stings for a minute. The third person is the challenger. The third friend that you want to ask yourself, how is somebody like this in your life? And a challenger is someone who gives and loves and serves and does things and is a way that challenges you to raise the bar. So they're not necessarily challenging you specifically. They are somebody who maybe that you look up to or somebody maybe who's further along the road on, on a road that you're on, whether it's business ownership or learning how to deal with ADHD or how to handle depression or how to make friends with being gifted, right? There's, there are people out there who are further ahead on the road that we would be on than we are. And they, their, their way of being, their, um, Love and service and kindness challenges us to step up into something greater. So who is around you that inspires you to step up into that something greater? 
And then how are you being that person who is a bright light that challenges others to step up and be something greater? It goes both ways. That's the reciprocity I was talking about. And then the fourth um, kind of person and friendship you want to have that has reciprocity in it is one of being a counselor or mentor. Somebody who's wise, who helps shine the light, who is that beacon of hope, who reminds you of your own goodness and beauty, even when you can't see it in the moment. Because the truth is, we all have ups and downs. We all have moments, no matter how wonderful we are, where there's maybe self-doubt or imposter syndrome or just downright upset and or can't see it in that moment because of whatever's happening. And so sometimes we need people in our lives that have some wisdom enough to remind us of who we are, to remind us of our goodness, to remind us of what we're bringing to the table, to remind us of our value when we can't see it. And who do you do that for? Are you reaching out to people that you say are important to you and reminding them of their value and worth and sharing your wisdom with them? I recently spent several days with a very close friend. Um, We've been close um, on and off over the years. And there was a lot of wisdom in our conversations and a lot of reciprocity and things we talked about and things we did. And it was in that, that there was a great connection. And it was in that, that our friendship was enhanced. And both of us being twice exceptional adults, it, it was a really in, powerful experience to have somebody who had wisdom and light and the ability to comfort all in the same few days. And the fifth kind of friend that we want to have reciprocity with is a celebrator. And that's a person who celebrates all your small victories and all of your large ones. When I was young and learning how to race sailboats, my mother taught us that We um, stay for the trophy presentation. And if anybody on the water beat us, which many times people beat us, they uh, we clapped for them louder than anyone else. The people who beat us, we really clapped for them loudly and we root them on and we stay there and we honor their victory that we don't go away, you know, pouting or being a sourpuss and ignoring the fact that that person beat us. Now, interestingly, later on in my life, when I was racing on yet another boat, years later, the owner of that boat put together a stellar A1 crew, and we won a lot. But anytime we would get a second or third, he would look at me and say, you stay for the trophies. I'm leaving. We didn't win. But he would stay there and be pompous and grandiose whenever we did win. But when we got second or below that, He was never at that trophy presentation, never, ever congratulating the people who beat us. And that's not a celebrator, right? And that's not the way we want to have the reciprocity of our twice exceptional friendships. That's a one-sided type of example that is not healthy. And it doesn't work because pretty soon it alienates people or people around that person keep them at a distance because there it's one-sided. So the five types of friendships that we want to have that have reciprocity within them um, 
all come together and allow us to have a fulfilled life so that more than one person can fulfill any one role and its role can have lots of different people in it. So there's lots of combinations. It's not one for one. Just one person can only do this because some people do more and more than one person can have the same kind of spot in your life. And so you want to look at yourself a little bit. Are you bringing any of these qualities and these ways of being to the people who you say are important to you? As twice exceptional gifted people, as human beings, really, it's important that we pay attention to investing in the people that we say are important to us. Because what I've noticed is that there's people who are kind of what I guess I would call being a floater friend, I guess. They're the kind of people who um, are invited to some of your events and some of your plans, but not all of them, who are included every once in a while, but not everything. But yet the, they're the, always the ones that you would reach out to when you need something. And I know I've been in that position of being a floater friend where I've had people in my life that they only call me when they want something. And I know when I see their name on my caller ID or I get an email that that interaction is going to be they want something from me. And that makes me a floater friend in their life because I haven't been invited to things with them. And typically the excuse is, well, you're so busy. Well, they don't know how busy I am because they've not contacted me other than to want something. So a lot of times people will have floater friends in their life. And you might have even been a floater friend in different people's lives where you look at it and go, wow, there's not a whole lot of reciprocity here. And it's kind of one-sided. And how come I only hear from this person when they want something from me or when they need something? And how come I can be home and and watch them out playing and having fun with others and never even mentioning it to me or declining invitations from me? All of those things where the balance and the connection seems skewed. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody should invite us to everything and you should invite everybody to everything. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there there are people who are kind of like floater friends where they're only called on when people need things. And if you are only calling on people who are important to your life, only when you need something from them and not any other time, then you might want to look at that. If you have people in your life that you say are important to you and you say that you you love them or they're, they matter to you and you do lots of different events and they're never included, whether you're making excuses for them or not, or whether they say no or not, but you don't include them, maybe you're putting them in the floater friend category, knowingly or unknowingly. So this isn't about judging, it's about awareness. Because to be the floater friend can be kind of painful, right? If you're if you're not getting invited and all your friends are out having fun, it feels like you're an outsider. And sometimes that happens as twice exceptional people because of intensity or not understanding. There's lots of reasons here. So just think about it. You know, do you have a nice reciprocity with people who you say are important to you on these levels? Is there anyone in your life that you are only calling when you need something from them and they're not often included in your plans? Are you in that situation where you look at some of the people important in your life and go, wow, 
I'm not included in their plans and it hurts even if you want to pretend like it doesn't. Then there is the most troublesome part for me, the part that that kind of um, inspired me to do this podcast, this particular episode, and that's the drowning friend. And that's the friend that almost never gets uh, any kind of support or help or acknowledgement unless they're screaming and crying for attention. Please help me. Please help me. Or please talk to me. They're the person who almost is never invited anywhere. And usually the big excuse from other friends is, well, we didn't know what was going on, or we thought maybe you were busy, or you always have plans, or you're always working. And other people around them are always making self-made up excuses for what this person may or may not be doing. And then consequently, the drowning friend gets left out and ends up drowning and having a lot of silent pain and a lot of silent suffering that most of the people in their circle wouldn't even know what's happening because they're too busy making excuses and not paying attention to the reciprocity in the relationship. And so even if you think somebody's going to say no, you still invite them anyway. Even if you say, oh, if I call that person, I'm going to get their voicemail, you still call them anyway. When you make an excuse in your head for what you think is going on with someone else, you take away from them their free will to say yes or no. You are making the decision for that person, which then has a big impact on what I call being that drowning friend who is desperate to be cared about, desperate to have connection, wants to be in relationship with their other friends, but yet there's always something that keeps them apart. And usually it's excuses from others. And so we don't want to be the drowning friend or the floater friend. That's not, doesn't feel good. And it's especially painful for twice exceptional people. And we don't want to be part of the crowd that allows our a drowning friend or a floater friend to kind of drift away and nobody really quite knows what happened. You know, because often the drowning or floater friend will wonder what they did wrong or what it was about them that made it so everyone else was included except them. That's especially painful for twice exceptional people. So I invite you to be more and more aware, whether you are a twice exceptional adult or whether you are not or whatever, whoever you are, wherever you are. Take a moment and really get clear with yourself here about how often you make excuses to not include people or to avoid connecting with somebody that you say is important to you. And you say things like, well, they know I love them. They know I care about them. But yet you never answer the phone when they reach out or um, when they call you. Um you talk very shortly and leave, or maybe don't answer them. There's all kinds of situations here. But I think what matters most is that we really honor the fact that friendship has reciprocity built into the relationship. If you, we want it to be healthy, we want to have boundaries that are clear and not squishy. And we want to have reciprocity, meaning a nice flow of connection and energy between the parties. Now, it's not always 
this nice, even flow. Sometimes somebody's in great need. A friend of mine had a death in the family and needed a lot from me. So the energy went one way for a while, but then it came back the other way. And I had, I had surgery and that person was there for me um, after the surgery. And then everything calmed down after that. So there's all lots of comes and goes. So the reciprocity is over time. The reciprocity is is consciousness. It's awareness of how am I investing in this friendship? Am I making excuses so that I don't have to be accountable within the relationship by making excuses for the other person that rules them out? How are you doing it? Are you respecting the reciprocity of relationship and friendship? As twice exceptional adults, it's so important for us to be aware that intensity and sensitivity and processing issues and things really need to be honored. So I hope, friends, that this episode has been helpful for you and has helped you ask some questions to yourself and given you some insight, maybe being the confronter and challenger a little bit here feel free to email me at any time. My email's in the show notes or contact me and have a free Zoom call with me to discuss anything that we've talked about in this episode. What matters to me most is that you let your light shine in the brilliant way that you're meant to. So remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you are a rock star. You're here on purpose with a mighty purpose. So go out there and let your beautiful, amazing, quirky light shine. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone gets me.